Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Shut the door because mm-hmm, closet conversations has started. No one under the age of 18 should be inside the room as we have this discussion. Let it be closet conversations right now because SAFM Late Night Conversations with me, Patricia Dooley, allows you that time every evening, Monday to Thursday after 11 o'clock. Today we are talking about orgasms. Mm. Yes, something that everyone has been complaining about. I mean, we've found a lot of messages coming from gentlemen asking, why do women take so long to orgasm? Do women even orgasm? Do they fake it? Well, I don't know. I can't represent all ladies. But I'll tell you one thing. I've got Dr. Babalua Funda Gamaboza, who is uh, the owner of Western Breeze PTY Limited, and she's the director there. So she's going to be giving us a bit of knowledge. And if you'd like to ask your questions, remember that uh, WhatsApp line is open. 0614-104-107 or you can SMS 41391 or you can call us on 0891-104-207-011-714-4045 and you're allowed to remain anonymous. A warm welcome to you, Dr. Babalua Funda Gaboza. Salutations and greetings to you, Gogo. How are you today? I'm well, thank you very much. And I think I'm excited about the topic we're about to talk about. Oh, no, I'm, I'm very excited as well. Uh, this is one of the, uh, the topics that every time when we get to talk about, I, I almost get awakened myself because this is one of those things that for most people still remains a mystery. But at the same time, as much as it remains a mystery, are we also um, uh, over-glorifying it? Whether you have heard it or not, Yes, sometimes you do have fun, but at the same time, it's an experience that each and every person under the sun who is a sexual practitioner, I think, should have an an experience of. I like the fact that you say each and every person who's a sexual practitioner, and you say we are all sexual practitioners, don't you say that? Well, as long as as you're no longer virgin, right? (laughs) As long as you're no, no longer virgin and you continue to practice, even if you're a virgin, if you are thinking at some point, it's something that you'd like to explore in your life, something that you take interest in, in your own head. The minute you start thinking about it, which is sexual freedom itself, I think you start being a practitioner. Okay, so let's talk about the physical side of orgasms. And I'd like you to please, doctor, take us through the, the male and the female um, anatomy and uh, orgasms. Okay, an orgasm is, is, is a certain stage in a sexual cycle. Now, when you say a sexual cycle, it means from the beginning of a sexual session to the end of a session. This is what is mainly expected. But again, I'm going to stress this. In a case where you have not experienced orgasm, or in a case where because there are times when you sometimes don't experience it, it doesn't mean you did not have fun. It doesn't mean you did not enjoy yourself. It doesn't mean you and your partner did not experience sex in a good way. Now, there are four phases of each and every sexual cycle. The first one is excitement, where you get your body excited and you get your body ready for the sexual intercourse. And and this stage is very important, especially considering what you have 
introduced when you brought in the topic, where a certain men say, but this person, they take too long. This person, did, are they even able to orgasm? So that's the first phase. I'm going to take us through a little bit through it again. The second phase is called the plateau phase. This is when things are almost uh, stabling after you have been excited and building towards what we refer to the excitement phase, which is the orgasm itself and then after the orgasm the last phase is resolution which is when after you've had hit your sexual peak which is very high and can also bring a few other things in your body and then you'd like to uh, relax after that and then that is called resolution now during excitement what happens or what is expected but again we see the bodies are different the experiences might not be exactly as i'm going to pinpoint but i'm just going to say those that are mostly obvious for a majority of the people you'd find that there is an increase in muscle tension what is also very evident is the heart rate quickens and you breathe a bit faster than you would for females, what happens is that you have your nipples starting to to harden, or it's also referred to as an erection. Your your, your vagina for women it starts to lubricate. What happens for men at this time is the fact that now you are starting to have your normal nice erection, so you get your heart on coming up. So there will be a lot of blood that goes to these areas that will have a hardening or an erection during the the, 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 the the first phase, which is the exciting phase. And for women, as I've said, you start to lubricate. This also becomes very easy because there's a lot of blood that goes in there. So what does this tell us now? It means your brain has taken a lot of, given a lot of instructions to the body, to the heart to say, now we are changing what we have been doing. Let's give a lot of attention to those areas, most of the time, which are your um, hot spots which are your areas that would most probably react to. So this comes, the excitement phase, comes due to either the fact that you are now nice and relaxed or you have been touching those areas that are hot spots. The following phase is the plateau phase. Now what happens to the plateau phase? Now if it's the vagina, remember I said there is a lot of blood that goes to these areas. So you see a lot of swelling. All of a sudden now your vagina is feeling nice and warm and you can see the lips also, they are becoming nice and swollen. So they become distinct. And if you touch them, certain areas, for instance, which is why women would say, now stop touching the clitoris. Now it becomes a bit more sensitive. Others will even tell you that now it becomes painful. Now, what happens to the men? The, te- the, the testicles, remember naturally, especially because of how they have been made, they don't like the body temperature. So most of the time, they'll be sagging and going down. This is protecting them from being heated by the body temperature. They usually like a lower f- a, a temperature. Now they tighten up, so they come close to the body. The blood pressure shoots up also, and the muscle starts to go on spasm. Now, this is a phase where the body is preparing itself to, 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 to ejaculate or to get rid of either um, the, in, in a case of a, of a man where it ejaculates and it keep, keep, uh, uh, takes off the semen. In a case of a woman, for those that are referred to as squitters, you can eminently see the squitting come out. This happens during the orgasm. So when the body goes into spasm and all these other things and the tension in this area, so it's preparing itself for that. Now, what happens during the orgasm itself? Now, the body has prepared itself. You can see the tension. You can see the erection is becoming more stronger. The balls have 
literally moved up. If it's the vagina, you can literally see that now it is enjoying or it's floating in blood, which is why now you can see it's becoming distinct. What happens also is the clitoris draws inside and it closes with the, the hood on top, closes it because it protects it from it, uh, because it's sensitive. Now, you will get an involuntary, or now you cannot control an uncontrolled movement of muscles, especially the genital muscles. Now you know that your orgasm is reaching you. So majority of the people, will, they will react differently at this time. So there will be those contractions of the muscles. When it happens for the first time, people will tell you that it was the most uncomfortable thing that has happened to me. Because now you feel like you have lost control. You cannot stop this from coming. So the muscles, Oh, we refer to also as coming. So you cannot stop it. You can't stop the process from happening. So that's why it's called coming. And people, uh, that's, that's one of the words, common words that we always express this. There will be this involuntary contraction of muscles, sometimes followed from other people with even goosebumps in the entire body. The blood pressure shoots up. I tell you, the heart rate, you feel like your heart is going to stop. The muscles, even on the feet, how other people explain it, but this is the only time when the fingernails, without any, when the finger toes, without you doing anything, they will literally move apart on their own. So this is the time when you literally feel your body is ecstatic. You are at a point where sometimes it's beyond human comprehension. You cannot really explain this to anybody to say, this is what has gone through. So there'll be this rush of things just going through your body without your consent. So this happens on its own. It's like a sex flash. And, and, and you feel like, if anything, it's like you have reached heaven, which is why I am saying that I think everybody who is a practitioner should have this experience in their life. If you are not really liking it, because there are people that say, no, 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 I don't like not being in control. So if it happens, I don't want it to be ecstatic. I just want it enough. But I believe each and everybody who's a practitioner should be able to reach the stage. And okay, doctor, yes. doctor, doctor, you've given us a mouthful. I'd like to remind <laughs> people that they can also join in on the conversation Please. and ask their questions. Our WhatsApp number is 0614104107. And you can also call us on 0891104207 or 011714045 if you are a sex practitioner. I've got a WhatsApp here. And uh, the, the, firstly, before the WhatsApp, the question here that comes from a box that I'm not going to mention. Can males fake orgasms the way females also fake them? Can males fake orgasms yes. in the same way females fake orgasms? Yes. With men, it has been very difficult to realize whether a man has had an orgasm or not. Why has this been such a mystery? Because at the, at, at the time of an orgasm, most of the time what happens is that the fact that you ejaculate. So there's this forced movement of semen, in this case, that comes through the penis. This can be followed or it comes almost at the same time during an orgasm. But if you have not had some of the effects or some of the symptoms that we've talked about, where you feel like your whole body sometimes is shaking, there are other people that will shake, you have your goosebumps over, all over the body, you are shaking, you might not have experienced an orgasm. And research has shown that indeed there are men that have not had an orgasm, but because they have ejaculated, they always associate that with an orgasm. Wait a minute. So ejaculation does not equivalent to 
an orgasm. Yes, but most of the time when it does okay, they okay almost at the same time. All right. So if a man says, I always ejaculate and I've equated that to having an orgasm or to coming. Yes. And you've described what an orgasm is. How, how does a man who has never experienced what you described as an orgasm get to that point? The point is almost similar. But what happens is the fact that due to the fact that a sexual response is just not a physical thing. Now, what I've just explained is mainly that just your physical response to sex. Okay. But it goes beyond that. There are other factors that you have to bring in play, especially the emotional factor. All right, all right. So doctor. what happens during the sexual cycle must be accompanied by other factors, which especially is your emotional factor. Once you have an emotional factor coming into place, where you allow yourself to be vulnerable around the person, then your body can take itself to the next level. Let's uh, go to Fanfuti in Cosmos City. Fanfuti says, so who should come first? Who should come first? If you can help it, it's best that you both of you can come at the same time. This is not a very easy task to ask for. This is not a very easy science to achieve. But if you know how to drive yourself, especially in the first phase, which is the excitement phase, that you get to know that at this time, I can see if it's my partner, if my partner, for instance, is female, they start lubricating. This is what happens. And then I can see the signs working towards the excitement. Then also, because I would understand how my cycle works, when it comes to a certain time, then we can align. But that is not the point. Sometimes you don't really want to do things in the same way, that you want to experience your partner before before you can experience yourself. Remember we talked last week, or is it last week by part one, about the different types of sexual partners. Are you a giver or are you a receiver? There's still fun even in the fact that you are a giver or a receiver. But what becomes of utmost important fact is the fact that you do not want to leave your partner in the ledge. Remember the plateau phase now, you have created tension. So you don't want to leave your partner in the tension. What matters is that if you did come, I, how else can you make sure that your partner also is not left with tension, but they are able to express themselves in the form of an orgasm? All right, doctor. Um, yes. <laughs> I've got some voice notes here, and I've also got a caller. I think <laughs> let's go to the caller first. Remember, we are talking about orgasms, right? Dr. Mm-hmm. Funda Gaboza is our expert today, and she's going to be explaining to us how do we reach these mind-shattering orgasms as sex practitioners. The number to dial is 0891-104-207 or you can WhatsApp us on 0614-104-107. KGM, you are back. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Good evening, Doc. Listen, No, we are just excited. You guys, how can you just get excited that I'm calling? <laughs> okay, let me let me get right right to it. Um, here's my my assertion in terms of orgasm. Mm-hmm. I I believe that every one of us, oh, yeah. we are capable of making our partners reach orgasm, mm. provided we do one thing, which is very crucial. I've I've learned, and the day I perfected it, you have no idea of the excitement I, I carry. And it's a simple thing, paying attention. 
You can never ever be able to do anything if you don't pay attention. Pay attention get paying attention gets you to understand the process of helping yourself to help your partner to get their body ready for you whichever way whether male or female and 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 once once that process of getting your partner ready is done to the t trust you me you can get your partner reach orgasm a trillion times now i i have what i call five stages of intimacy i'm not going to talk about them today let's put them for next week what what i would like to 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 put the challenge to the doc in terms of of what i just said do i make any sense is there any logic in what i'm saying that if you pay attention whether it's about throttling whether it's about foreplay i mean you are well you're able to make your partner come so let's use that that terminology because we we love using it you make your you can make your partner come even before you penetrate before penetration just from i mean i can get you wet from talking on the phone it's because i've paid attention i've gotten to a point of understanding what makes you tick if i cannot get to the point of understanding what makes you tick by the time i'm going west you are going east and will never ever get to be on the same path Thank you very much, KGM. Wow. Uh, doctor, wow. KGM asks, is there any sense in what he's saying? It sounds like this man has perfected the art. Uh, Miss uh, T, can we close the show and, and just forget this thing? KG couldn't have explained it any better. I've got a feeling that you two know each other. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to go there. He, he couldn't have explained it any better. The biggest organ that we need for us to be sexual organs and enjoy our gene is the mind. If you are able to manipulate the mind to start to think in a certain way, one of the biggest things about orgasms is the fact that it is an emotional and a physiological uh, reaction. So like he is saying, just through talking to a person, the person can have an orgasm. So the first phase of preparation which is the excitement phase, goes a long way. It starts by what you talk about. It starts about what you think about. So you, if you, you and your partner are having that kind of chemistry, this becomes easy. Indeed, KG is correct. Each and every person is capable of getting an orgasm. But sometimes there's just a few missing puzzles within your journey that you have not seen and touched. I know that uh, research has shown that not every woman would have an experience, an experience of an orgasm. I always say, no, that is not true. Unless if indeed you've gone through certain things in your life or there's certain things that your body is going through that you cannot experience an orgasm. But it doesn't mean you cannot be helped to that point where you experience an orgasm. But each and every person has a potential of getting an orgasm. But yes, KG is correct. Your partner can take you there. But All right. sex, pet is an individual journey. You are the one that takes you there, but the partner can then assist you or make it easy for you to reach that journey. So, so the partner is more like a conduit, but you are actually the driver because if you, you don't drive your mind right, right. You are the driver. All right. Because it doesn't matter what I do. And in certain circumstances, I could do the same thing as a partner, but when I'm on those days, you might not be able to reach an orgasm. Okay. Because there's something else that is happening within you 
So you have to get yourself in a state so that it's easy for your partner to assist you to get to where you are supposed to get. So your orgasm is your responsibility and uh, yes. as much as it's your partner's responsibility. Let's go to the WhatsApp line. I see here, hi Pat, can a woman reach orgasm during anal penetration? And this is from Anonymous. Oof. Oh, Pat, how can I forget that? Research has shown that majority of women easily reach an orgasm or they get the best orgasm through anal penetration. This also goes through for men. This is one of the common areas where it's easy for each and every individual to reach an orgasm. For men, this is due to the fact that it easily gets to that point that we've talked about, which is the P-spot or the prostate spot. For women, these things are very closely aligned the, uh, the vagina together with the anus, they are very close to each other. They are separated just by a thin lining or a thin muscle that is big, but it is not big enough. So if you are penetrated through the anus, you are easily reaching all the other areas. And also another thing that is important is the position that will easily get you to the areas that makes your, 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 your orgasm easier. There are different types of an orgasm and how they are named is due to the area that has caused the, 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 the orgasm itself. For instance, with women, there is what we refer to as a vaginal orgasm. There is a clitoris orgasm. There is a cervix orgasm. So it depends on which area you are able to reach and reach easily. So the position also becomes very important. In this case, even some of the positions that were demonized or were talk to as horrible uh, 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 positions like for instance your, 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 the, the position where the partner comes from behind is known as dog style. This position makes it easy for certain positions to be uh, reached. And so also the anus is one of the most important areas that we cannot leave behind if we are going to talk about an explosive orgasm. So yes, the anus research has shown that it is one of those areas that you need to take care of. For most women, both penetration, which is one at the same, that happens at the same time, which means you could be, then your partner could be penetrating if you have a male partner, the vagina or the penis but, or, or the anus, but both of them should get attention at once. And those, yes, will give you one of the best occasions. All right, uh, back to the voice, no, the messages here. Um, Kanjo says, as a herd boy, I observed how our bull animals slide in after ejaculation. The female would appear submissive. Could that be the case in humans too? In a case where the woman appears? To be submissive after uh, the male has ejaculated. Well, I think... The submission in this case, I would not know exactly what it refers to. But what happens in a case, let's say both of you and your partner come at the same time. What happens then, what will follow is the resolution phase. During that time, other people might still be shaky, which is why it's very important, Pat, that if it's important even after the ejaculation that or the orgasm that you still take care of each other. Maybe that's what the submission is referring to. So at that time, then you want to still take care of each other because you feel fragile, you might be shaking, you need a little bit of care, you need the reassurance that you are loved, and you, because of the, the fact that you are fragile, you need that comfort to say this has happened at the right place.
Because how does it affect you? One of the reasons that could lead you, you find that you've had sexual tension. Those are people that tell you, I feel like I'm almost there, but I never get to the place where I think I'd like to go. Now, this also could be affected by the fact that you think, oh God, now I am becoming fragile. Now I'm going to be vulnerable in front of this person. Do I want this experience with this person? All right, let's move on. And now, this this one really shocked me. It says, hey, Patricia, what makes a woman faint during orgasm? Is this normal or what? Okay. Now, fainting or passing away does happen. Research has shown that people do Passing pass away, away like dying, doctor? Yes. Uh, no, not dying. Passing just out. Away. Just passing out. Yes, passing okay, so out. Like fainting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like fainting. Remember, Pat, what happens to the heart during this time? Your heart is pounding. It is moving very fast. So some of the people during that thing might end up fainting. This is not normal. So, so if, if it does happen, yeah. it might show that there's other effects or there's other things that might have happened, which is why also, if you are going to be taking any medication in preparation for you to have a good sexual experience, be it pet, it's Western medication, or be it it's traditional medicine. And, and I've had a bit of your conversation with the previous uh, doctor that you had a conversation with. It would be nice also to ask him about traditional medicine that will have sexual effects, because these are some of these traditional medicines also that people do use. So if you've been taking medication, and because sometimes we get into pressure and we want to perform so we end up taking a combination of medicines and because some of these medicines also they work on the heart which also naturally on its own because of what is going to happen as a normal sexual cycle is going to be pounding very hard at a very fast race or pace so this might have an effect also so it's important that if this has happened you get yourself to a doctor get checked there might be other problems or that is happening within your body. You might be having other medical conditions or at the same time it might be due to the fact that you have been taking certain medications. So if you are going to be taking sexual medication, especially if you are on other medica- medication, it's best that you take this to the doctor. And then uh, another message comes here from Anonymous. Anonymous says, hey, Pat, every time I have sexual intercourse with my partner, I squirt more than five or six times. Is this normal or is there something wrong with me? Oh, definitely nothing wrong, Pat. This is every woman's dream. Remember, Pat, our body is made to have all these uh, um, 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 hormones that we are supposed to release, that helps us. And also we have glands. It is a pity pet that um, majority of the other glands that are available, because women have got two other glands that we hardly talk about. These two glands are responsible. One is called the skin gland, S-K-E-E-N, skin gland. Now the skin gland is a gland that is there on either side of the vaginal uh, inner uh, um, lips. This gland is responsible for releasing of all the lubrication that you need, which is why it's important that it gets wet so that you don't get to be injured or you don't get any irritation because it's nice and soft tissue. But we also what is called, we have what is called a bohemian gland. Now, this is a gland that is very close to the urethra. Pat, I know you have gone through this exercise and you have a muscle, you have a, a, a mirror at home, which is your love mirror. When you sit in front of that mirror at a certain time in your life, in, 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 in maybe once a week or twice a week or whatever time you have uh, your, your own um, dates, 
and look in the vagina. So if you look on top, in that area where is the urethra, which is a very small, um, uh, like a pin-sized opening, where the, the urine comes through. Next to the urine, we have these two glands called bohemian glands. Now, these glands, one of their jobs is the fact that during the sexual intercourse, or especially during the orgasm, then it releases the fluid. Yes, that there is a lot of research on this one, where people say no, it's just like some remnants of urine. But research also shown that these two bohemian glands are sitting next to the urethra. They are the ones that are, removed, are responsible for the squeaking during the excitement phase. So if I don't know, Pat, what is your dream on, on yourself? What is your plan? What is your uh, What have you planned? Where are you going now? Are you Have you ever been able to squeak? If not, it's something that you can work on. I also believe that each and every woman has got a potential of squeaking. All right. So, Doctor, is squirting, uh, does squirting equivalent to an orgasm? Or can yes. you squirt without having an orgasm? Usually they go together. Okay. During an orgasm, but there are people that are very fortunate. That's why she's saying she squeaks about five times. Pet. In one session, it means this beautiful lady is able to have what we refer to as multiple orgasms. Now, these are orgasms that are happening one after another. And I promise you, it's something also that if you are a practitioner, you can work towards. We all have the potential, but are we not neglecting our sexual genius? Pet? On the on the other end, I've got a, a message here from Ashley in the Free State. Ashley says, hi, Patricia, I have never been able to orgasm, although my partner always seems to orgasm every time. I used to think maybe I'm the problem, but I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Okay. Now, Pat, there are people, yes, that are unable to orgasm, which is something that we cannot just really be able to decipher on the show. Because what you need to do is to then understand, are there any other psychological factors that lead to this not happening? Or are you, have you not explored your body enough? But what I would like to say to Ash is the fact that Sit down and have a relationship with your body. Understand your hot spots. It could be your, 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 your orgasm is hiding behind your knee, that you are just neglecting that pit behind your knee. If it has behind your knee, your body will respond in a certain way. So what you need to do is to have a relationship with your body. How many of us are having that kind of a relationship with our bodies? Where even in the morning, pet we wake up every day and we touch our bodies, and also when we are applying lotion. But have you ever sat down to have a conversation with your body and say, you are my sexual organ. I'm here to work with you this sexual journey. I need to understand how you work. And this is not only by the partner, but on your own. You can also do this with your partner if you are that comfortable with them. Where you say, can we go on a fact finding on my body? Can we find out what else can it do? Because as we evolve and change, the body also evolves in it trying to understand your sexual journey. But it's something that we need to be committed to. We should not just be connected to your body at that time when you say, now it's time to have sex or it's time to make love. But make love with yourself throughout. But you know what I always say? Even when you wake up in the morning, there are days when you wake up and say, oh, today I just want to experience myself. I just want to experience my body. Even with the kind of clothing that you wear, wear clothes that have sex with your body. Have you ever been wearing something, whether I don't know what kind of materials that you like, Pat, where you feel like if this material touches my body, it reminds me that I'm a sexual organ. 
So have that conversation with your body. Have that kind of a relationship. It's going to make it easy. But if it's not that, clearly Ashley might be having an underlying condition that might be leading them to not having this sexual experience. So sometimes you might need to uh, see a sexual... um, uh, somebody who can assist you through the sexual journey. In, for instance, in this case, you can see a clinical sexologist. Let's take a bit of a breather. We are talking orgasms with Dr. Baba Luafunda Gaboza, and uh, this is Late Night Closet Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Late Night Conversations. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. SAFM 104 to 107 FM nationwide. My name is Patricia Anduli. We are talking late night conversations and right now the doors are shut to anyone who's under the age of 18 because it is Closet Conversations with Dr. Baba Lofunda Gamaboza on the line. We are talking, making sure that you reach that orgasm and understand what an orgasm is. We've got a message here from Donald Mamboma. Now, I giggled a bit when I read this. He says, good evening, Patricia. You have such a nice topic tonight. We must be romantic in order for us to reach orgasms. But you remind me of another person who died during sexual intercourse. She was overexcited. We must enjoy sex responsibly. I've never heard this line. <laughs> like I giggled. I just giggled. Um, and, and yes, responsibly. Doctor, you did mention that there are people who, who faint and, and pass out. And it, it, you, look, if you are not aware of your abilities or <laughs> inabilities once you orgasm, and you find out with a shocker and the partner is there and you pass out, what should your partner do? What should your partner's reaction be? Okay. Call the doctor? If, if your partner pass, passes out, so you treat this like any other person that passes out. But of course, you need to be re- really careful because we need to remember that passing out and uh, between the, the, the time between passing out and death could be very short. Yes, I remember there was a case of a male. I think he was in his sisters from, I think, Northwest who passed away during a, a, a sexual intercourse. Um, even though I did not follow the case that much, but I remember when I was listening to some of the interviews and reviews of what could have happened, it could have been to do the fact that, of course, because of his age, because he was over 60, maybe he could have been taking certain medication, which is why the medication is very important. If you are going to take this medication, do it through a doctor, especially if you are taking other medications for other medical conditions. Yes. So it's important that if the partner passes out, you look and see whether it's just a few seconds thing and quickly call for medical help. Or if you've got any people, persons that are around you, get somebody to assist you in making sure that uh, you can uh, take care of the condition as it okay. Now, Anonymous here says, Patricia, I have also mastered my wife when it comes oh, yeah. to making her reach an orgasm. Mm guy lucky wife you've got just by going down on her until i feel her vibrate and this helps because we have gotten so used to each other that we go days without making love and now i think i'm also a bit weak as i ejaculate early so he's thinking of starting to use an enema um to get his ejaculation a bit stronger but it's a couple of points here so he says he's mastered his wife he knows his wife very well he knows what makes her come Oh yes, and this is a good thing. But on the other hand, he's also realised that his own ability—he's—he now ejaculates too early. What Clearly, can you do here? 
threats. Clearly here we are doing we are dealing with a partner that has been very close to their sexual journey that understand exactly where they are at a certain point at this point. One is important is that clearly they have understood each other's bodies. So he knows if I go and touch them, he says by going down. So in most of the times it means then what they are experiencing is the clitoris orgasm. Because if you go down, one of the nice areas that you need to make sure that you take care of is the clitoris. And one of the people, research has shown that majority of women, they get a lot of orgasm through the clitoris stimulation. So, yes, they've mastered that. But secondly, he comes with a point to say, I have seen that my sexual journey has changed. Because we need to remember as we walk the journey, things change but you need to stay close to your body to understand so he has found a way of compensating so if you make sure that your partner is satisfied and they have reached an orgasm then you can go ahead after you have given to and and your partner is received then it can be your turn but also because they've mastered each other so it's fine you might find that there are women after this because it gets so sensitive especially the clitoris area and sometimes even the whole vulva region there are women after they have had their orgasm they don't want to be touched because they feel like it's sensitive so this is the resolution stage when now you feel like you want your your muscles to relax and all the blood goes back to the normal areas and then you can start the cycle again but since they have mastered each other. I think what they can do is, if they need to, if the Uba Uba feels it's time for consultation, they can just do it together. Because I mean, that's bulala, your pet. What we want to do is, you just want to walk the journey on your own. And you know, see if I would know now. This is what is happening in, within my body. This is what is happening as part of my journey. And then it becomes difficult for your partner to comprehend. And yet, money bamba nangisanda ni zamba zubabili. Wada ni abutogotela ni okata, nubanya abutogotela wasi nisi, you must do it together. Okay, and let's uh, talk about this king of Kwai Tech says, i got to be honest, this is on Twitter, it, uh, mm-hmm. it does take you women a while before you even reach that highly anticipated orgasm. And when it finally comes, some of us have to really just stop banging you and watch. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, women do take longer. Is this a scientific fact? Okay. What I usually make an example of is that how a woman's body and research has shown that, but we can see also other research that has shown the, the contrary of what I'm going to say, that it's like the old Cressida pet. Maybe when because of age, you might not know the old Cressida. Hey, <laughs> you... <laughs> You're making me sound like I'm in my 20s. Listen, I'm, in, I'm well ripe in my 30s here. Okay. Consider what you need to do when you wake up in the morning, if you're going to drive to work on that day, before you go and take a bath and start ironing your clothes, you must switch it on. So the engine must start off. So what you do also is the fact that because of we are mentally not made to be the same person that is male bodies and female bodies. So how the female body reacts is different. So you need to start off this brain. Remember who was our first who was our caller? KG. KG said you need to work on the mind. So you can start on a day when you've got your dates because pets in lockdown is okay. So everybody's gonna go back to their normal routines. Now during these normal routines we get busy, we get tired. So now you need to schedule your love making times or your sex times. You need to put it in a schedule. Otherwise you forget it before you know it is about two months and you have not had each other. And it's not right because somebody else might be suffering in the process. Mm. So what you do is on the days when you've got your dates, 
you you prepare yourself from the morning so you remind each other that hey today it's gonna be fireworks so you even start by how you're going to be wearing because you are now working on your mind and if you've got your balls paid by the way i did not forget if you've got your balls you start putting your balls or you carry them in the bed so that at least three hours or four hours before you come home you start putting your ball your balls inside now what are we doing we are preparing the mind so the biggest, biggest essential organ that we need is the mind. Prepare that mind. So when you come back, when your partner is still cooking or whoever that is cooking on the day, you stand in the stove together, you start playing. Part of it in the sexual relationship is play because you need to relax. You need to make sure that you are going to have fun. So you can start with this process far before you go and start t- touching each other. But now, Touch doctor, each other's mind. But now, doctor, I mean, you mentioned, uh, we also spoke about uh, masturbation. If a yes. woman masturbates, does it take as long for her to reach orgasm? And if a man masturbates, does it take as long for him to reach orgasm as if they're with a partner? It is all different, Pat, because mm. now when you are touching yourself, it's easy. You are only concentrating yourself on yourself. You are the only practitioner at that time. So it's easy for you to touch all these other things and quickly get yourself where you need to go. With a partner, it's a bit intricate because now you are not looking at yourself unless if you are that partner that we talked about that could be selfish. Okay. You are now taking part of your energy and giving it to the next person. So also, can we, even when we talk about orgasm, practice the same thing when we say, we know you take longer. Maybe let's give you attention more. So what you do is you sit back. Now, this is relaxation orgasm, where you sit back and you allow your partner to give all the attention to you. So we could play it either way, just to make sure that both of us uh, are satisfied. But the experience of self-love and the experience of, um, of of having an experience with somebody else are totally different worlds. So we cannot really compare them. But there are people that are saying, no, now since I've started masturbating, I am struggling to get to reach an orgasm with my partner. This is simply because now you are taking some of your energy and you are giving it to somebody else. And now you are lying there. Remember, Pat, being vulnerable takes so much out of you. There are women that say, I still want to be in the darkness. I still don't want my partner to say, this is especially women. I don't want my partner to see my vagina, how it looks like. I don't want to expose my vulva. Also myself, I have not really looked at it. You see that on its own. The fact that now you are supposed to be vulnerable and you lay yourself bare to somebody might have an effect. So there's a lot of other dynamics that might be playing, which is why it might take longer. Doctor, we need to okay. doctor, we need to wrap up, but uh, there's a couple of uh, vo- uh, messages that I want to read out. Uh, this one says from Anonymous, Hi Patricia, does bipolar negatively affect your sexual uh, journey, getting aroused, reaching orgasm if you're a lady? Bipolar is, a, is more of a, a, a mental condition. I don't like the word disorder that is usually associated with it. It's a mental condition. So it's bound to affect you. Some of, sometimes what happens is these people are extremely happy or sometimes extremely sad. So because how your mind works will determine which kind of hormones your body is going to release. And we need to remember that the body is made out of 80% water and a lot of hormones. So what your brain says, the body now releases these hormones is what is going to happen at the end so yes it might have an effect and then uh, we've got this this is a beautiful message says i sometimes want to scream and waken all Mm. the entire nation of adults to listen to these topics this is a beauty topic (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, this anonymous says i'm a male my partner's body turns to vibrate a lot during orgasm is it normal 
this is quite normal because what happens during this time is the fact that remember we talked about contraction and relaxation of muscles so you go through a lot of spasms so most of the time these spasms are quite uh, uh, obvious in in, in in the sexual organs which most of the time will be your vagina or you can even see your nipples it's very obvious on the nipples this both for male and female and also for men you can see with this with the scrotum and the testicles going in so this yes is normal the vibration but what is most important that we just don't want to talk about the orgasm but also during the resolution this is when it's very important what's going to determine what's going to happen in the future of your relationship especially your sexual relationship is how you take care of each other after that orgasm let's wrap up with this last message and uh, it comes from a listener who says ma'am this show is too powerful you have no idea how much i have learned because i am traditional i just remain mum it's a long walk to freedom but do you realize that our local sexologists make more sense than the americans i am an advocate of the law and i am too reserved though i love the show patricia you came with a bang it's so different and nice amanda mamela doctor next week thursday you and i we are talking about sex again right Pat, thank you so much for being the advocate of our sexual journeys. I also feel like screaming on top of to say, you know what, we are getting liberation through you. And every day keeps the dentist away, and an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. Thank you so much. Doctor, you still owe us to explain some of these uh, types of orgasms, because uh, you just went through them and didn't have enough time. So you mentioned vaginal, clitoral, cervix, and prostrate, and that's what we're going to do next week before we start a new topic. Thank you very much, Dr. Babal. Thank you. Goodbye. It's uh, the final day of the week for us and the team, but we are definitely back next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday, giving you late night conversations as you are used to them being served hot, steamy, saucy and spicy. When I say the team, I'm talking about Phineas and Doba and Benzito Ricotto and myself, Patricia Ntuli. We will be back again next week. You can go back to any of our conversations on our podcast on www.safm.co.za. Follow me on social media platforms at Patricia N. Ntuli. May goodness and grace lead you all to the great heights of success.